you feel like you've done everything and a bit more to promote your vacancies and fine-tune that recruitment process of yours, but you're not seeing any impact on the quality of your applicants and you're not getting any more applications than before. I know how frustrated you are when you just can't seem to figure out what is wrong in this equation. And I happen to know a few reasons why you're not getting any applications. And I'm going to share those with you in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. Hi, my name is Susanna Randonen, and I'm a modern employer brand innovator, consultant, and talent marketing coach. Welcome to my podcast where you can build your modern employer branding and talent marketing acumen and learn some of the best practices on professional talent marketing in the digital information era. Now, there are three key reasons to turn to when you are not receiving applications like you wish. Uh, Reason number one, your profile is off. Reason number two, your message doesn't make any sense to the reader. And reason number three, you are promoting a wrong offer. So let's start with the profile because the recruitment profile is the backbone to finding the right person or actually inviting the right person to find you. So let's talk about your profile being off. It is impossible to write a clear recruitment message and promote the right offer if the profiling wasn't done properly. This is one of the most commonly occurring problems and one of the main reasons why we're failing to receive applications in general and we're failing to receive applications from the talents that we wish to apply for our role. So when the profiling is off, the message yeah, I mean, the message cannot be anything but off as well, because your hiring criteria will be off and most likely you end up hiring whatever is the best option available or nobody at all. And the best available option may not be your best talent at all, may not be what your business really needed. So we all know what happens when you make a hiring mistake. So getting the profile right is the responsibility of the hiring manager. But my experience from the past 20 years from, you know, a lot of companies is that the hiring managers will desperately need your help and your guidance because they are not the experts of profiling talent needs and they're not the experts of hiring in general. The most common approach in profiling is what I call the lazy profiling. So it'll be the hiring manager or it'll be you who picks up the job post. What is the most sort of reason to post uh, in this same role or something related or something similar to this role uh, in the past? And uh, then you kind of make up a few what I called aesthetic updates Uh, You know, maybe change a few wordings, maybe change a few requirements and obviously change the date deadline for the applications. But when you do this, what you are, in fact, doing is hiring for the past, not for the future. So, you know, hopefully at one point down in the line, somebody who made a profile for the hiring need, made it based on what the company actually needs, 
right now and in the coming years. And when we take up a job post or a description, you know, that was written a long time ago, and we don't benchmark it against are these still the requirements and the expectations that we, you know, that, that are important to us? Uh, is this description something that matches with our future needs, uh, where this company is heading towards? Uh, then that's called the lazy profiling. That's when we're hiring for the past, not for the future. Another mistake in the profiling job is to just focus on creating a what I call a shopping list of skills you know, required experience, character traits that sound good without giving any further sort of thought into which ones are absolutely necessary necessary in this role and are they even in line with each other? I have actually quite often when I used to work in in this kind of role, uh, you know, helping hiring managers, uh, I very often had to explain to the hiring manager why some of the uh, character traits that they've chosen are in fact in conflict, you know, with each other or conf- in conflict with what they actually needed to hire. A third mistake is not to place any thought into what success looks like in this role and uh, make sure that that, you know, vision for the success is in line with what the business or the function that you're hiring for actually needs. Too many hiring managers and recruiters limit their hiring success by defining in too much detail who is the person for the role when you'd likely to be more successful if you portrayed your hiring needs as a kind of a problem that needs solving or a challenge that needs solving and based on uh, you know your experience uh, on this and that then to give it a lead way in solving this challenges and problems successfully, and then letting your audiences self-select, letting your audiences decide whether your challenge, how you describe it, and what the success looks like, and what tools you give to, to you know, to succeed in this role sound tempting and, uh, you know, challenging enough for them to give it a go. The problem with uh, being lazy and too concerned about your company's own needs is that you end up losing control of your results and kind of hope for the best. When you end up hiring somebody uh, who is not able to deliver the results your business really needs or who chose this job because you made it sound something else than it really was, that hire will turn into a disgruntled employee with a bad employee experience, and that will impact your employer image down the line. And, you know, when we're talking about, you know, what success looks like in the role, this is a question that I always ask, uh, you know, the hiring managers, can you describe me what success looks like in this role? When you walk past that person's, you know, desk, what do you expect to see, to hear, to experience yourself, that would make you feel like, yes, this was really a top-notch hire that I'm so proud that we hired this person. That's a question that I find that hiring managers seldom think about. And that is absolutely the most important question everybody who hires should really, really, really focus and spend time on making sure that you are able to describe that vision for success as, you know, as as, uh, in detail as possible, because that is 
what you're hiring for to get that happening, that vision of the success. That's what you need. Now, you know, we know that hiring a new employee adds fixed costs for the business. Um, those overhead costs increase often, you know, depending off, uh, you know, the country and, you know, what what is the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, social uh, cost and all the, you know, the, the cost of hiring somebody. So in Finland, those are about 1.5 times per the wage. In most cases, it takes many months to even a year for a new employee to start becoming productive in their role. You know, being productive in their role means that that they regularly cover their own expense and the expected profit out of this role for the business. So if it takes a long time to tutor somebody into the role, the their expense is not just 1.5 times their wage, it's also 1.5 times of the wage of anybody else who's, you know, tutoring them. So you know, a, it can take many months to a year before a new employee is independent enough to, you know, cover for their own expense and not just that, but the expected profit from this role for the business because no company wants to hire an employee whose upkeeping costs them more than the value that they deliver. It, this could be, might be painful for you to hear, but this is the truth. And this is about, you know, being professional in your role as a recruiter, as an HR, as a talent marketer, uh, as a hiring manager, you need to understand that it is not good business to hire an employee whose upkeeping costs the company more than the value that they deliver. Those are the employees who will get laid off first when the times get rough. And every single hire a company makes that isn't needed, isn't even relevant, or fails to deliver value adds financial pressure for the business that somebody else in the company need to pay for. And surprise, that someone are you and all of your colleagues. You need to work harder for the same compensation to pay off the debt of hiring, you know, a person that isn't uh, ever going to be productive or isn't relevant for your company needs. So consider yourself a recruiting professional when you understand the implications the lazy profiling has on your business and on your hiring. And your job as a recruitment uh, professional is to help that hiring manager to understand, you know, what is the profile that is needed for this role. Reason number two why you're not getting applications is that your message doesn't make any sense. Here we're talking about the messages that you use in your recruitment uh, post, in your recruitment marketing, in your recruitment advertising, on your career site, you know, in relevance to this role or, or uh, you know, the, the, you know, having a career in your company. So I recently read a job post in which it became evident to me that the company uh, did not know what exactly they were looking to hire. The job post had all of the possible scenarios written into it. What this sounds like to the reader is that just when you think that you understand what this role is about, the next sentence confuses you totally. The thing is that our human brain dislikes confusion and and this, you know, fog. What happens when we read a message that doesn't make any sense to us? We opt out, we stop reading it, we put it away and we might never come back again. And that is a lost opportunity. And the experience 
of confusion impacts that person's perception about you know our company and what we do not just now but later as well they may never come back to our job descriptions and our you know job advertising again if they were very confused about what we are so there are two super common ways to go wrong with the message i want you to hear this out so that you can learn to avoid them putting junior and senior roles in the one job post now this is what a job post looks like when the hiring manager doesn't really have a clear idea what they're looking for. So they're trying to kind of, you know, put everything in it. Um, so oftentimes there's like, you can grow in this role, you can, uh, you know, start your career in this role. And then the next line is a list of requirements that are actually senior requirements. So this turns out not to resonate in either of them not in the juniors because when they read the job post they might feel like oh you know this is really great and then they look at the list of requirements and they're completely turned off because they realize like i haven't got any of this and then you know when if you're a senior and and uh, you read about you know starting your career learning a lot and stuff like that you know you're kind of like well i'm not starting my career i am you know i am senior i'm more experienced so they're not going to read it either and that is a reason that turns out for you, you, you not to get any applications for the role at all. So be specific. If you are open to hiring a junior or a senior, put, two, put these two profiles into two different job posts and market the other one for the juniors and the other one for the seniors. Never, ever put this into one job description, one job post, because it won't be appealing to either of them. The other you know, common, super common a reason to go wrong with the message is writing the job post around your needs. And what I mean is the company hiring need. Yes, you know, you have a hiring need, but, you know, actually you're the only one who cares about it. If, you know, if, if I may say bluntly, if you are, you know, if you want the job seeker to pay attention to your message, you need to write your job post about their need the work to live riddle that they need that they're looking to solve and how this opportunity to join your company will resolve that work to live riddle pushing them to to seek a new job so you know your hiring need is not a resolution for your uh job seekers problem it's your problem nobody cares about it but yourself so that's another reason why people just like opt out from HR post that is reading, written about your need. And most job posts are written, written about the company need. We, and they look like, you know, this is the role we need to hire. This is the situation we are in uh, that uh, has caused us to, you know, to, to open up this vacancy. This is what we expect. This is what we need. This is what you need to do. It's all about you. Nobody cares about you. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Everything in your hiring success will boil down to your message, which you cannot ever get right if your profiling is off. The third most common reason why you're not getting any applications is that you're promoting a wrong offer. Now, let me explain. 
Many companies tend to promote their jobs with sentences like, we are now looking for a skilled marketing manager to our team, or our company is growing and we have needs for several such and such profiles. Or you simply just promote a link to your job post without any forwards, without giving any hints of what, you know, who should be even clicking this open and what the audience sees at best is, you know, the title for the role, a marketing manager to Mark's computers, a developer to our growing team. You do want the right person to take notice and click your message open to see more about it, don't you? And that's why you need to promote the benefits of choosing a career with your company, not your hiring need. So it would look like start as a marketing manager and grow into a marketing team lead within a year. Choose a team with the country's most advanced Python developers and become one as well. Join a company where your work doesn't hold it against you to be a great parent. Makes sense, doesn't it? Of course, it helps to have a really well-known consumer brand or employer brand, but any company can learn to hire successfully when you get your profile right, when you learn to clarify your message, and when you promote the benefits of choosing a career in your company. Alrighty, that's it for this week. Take a look at a complimentary blog article or other, you know, the rest of the blog articles uh, at modernemployerbrand.com. If you want to check out the complimentary blog article to this topic, it will be at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast six five. And if you're on Instagram, you know, follow my handle talent marketing bro profile because you don't want to miss out on my free talent marketing tips and, you know, the opportunities to build your talent marketing acumen all for free. All right, I'll be back next week again with another episode on building a modern employer brand. Moi moi.